Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. All right, everybody, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, along Corey Johnson in our Bloomberg right alongside. studio. Right alongside. This Encroaching on your space. space. This is my line. You're, she's, Mom, she's on my line. It's like my two older sisters. They would like put this like imaginary dividing uh, line in their room growing up. I've seen the tape across the room. <laughs> hey, speaking of the tape, we've been watching IBM shares under pressure after news that its largest shareholder, a little-known man named Warren Buffett, is selling some shares. So we're going to dig into that story in just a moment. But first, let's get the latest in business news headlines from Charlie Miller. All right. Thank you very much. Here's what's going on. We've got the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all pushing higher in afternoon trading in New York. The dollar and Treasuries fluctuating as investors assess that robust jobs report. Federal Reserve comments for clues on the pace of rate hikes. Also on the minds of investors, we have got oil climbing above $46 a barrel. West Texas Intermediate up 73 cents now at 46.26. Again, that's a gain of 1.6%. As for the big picture for equities, Urian Timmer is Director of Global Macro at Fidelity Investments, and he was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Television. One of the issues in the markets that I have, at least for the U.S. stock market, is that you know the, the trailing P.E. bumped about two and a half, three points right after the election on the correct assumption that earnings were going to pick up, and they have. Um, and now the market has to sort of grow into the earnings. So I don't see any upward pressure on P.E.s, and earnings have to come through so that the market it can kind of come back to a more normal P of maybe 18 or so instead of 21, at least on a trailing basis. Herbalife is soothing investor fears that last year's settlement with U.S. regulators will crush its growth. The controversial nutrition seller has raised its full-year earnings forecast. Herbalife rallying now by 9.8%. The 10-year up 132nd with a yield of 2.35%. Gold lower little change down 50 cents the ounce to 1228. A drop there of less than one-tenth of 1%. Again, crude oil higher by 1.6%. Talking about WTI, Brent is up one percent Six percent as well. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. What IBM is saying this morning, hey, yo, what happened? Uh, shares are down about 2.6%, 154.95 a share is the last trade as I look at my Bloomberg. Uh, on news that the company's largest shareholder, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, selling shares. Let's break it down with our own Anurag Rana. He's Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Software Analyst. Was this a surprise to hear this? Yes, it was a big surprise. No, because it wasn't. Go on. You tell me why I'm surprised. Uh, uh, I'll tell you why Corey, just wait your turn. <laughs> See, I, he has been a big supporter of the company for a very long period of time. So him coming out and saying that, okay, I made a mistake and, you know, I'm selling one third of my share was a bit of a surprise. But it also actually begs a bigger question um, that is IBM been, has, has IBM been, you know, too slow to change their business model, which they embarked on several years ago. Um, and, and this actually, you know, I would say would puts a little more pressure on the management team to accelerate that pace of change now. A third of its, of his holdings. Yeah. That's big. It is big. 
So the thing that struck me was um, enters the skeptic, skeptic. Excuse me. When I read, and I'll find a quote for you in a second. But when I read in his annual report, he was criticizing companies that managed to make the number and that adjust adjusted EBITDA to focus, or adjusted EPS to focus on beating numbers and, and talk in their press release or analysts who talk about these companies saying they consistently beat numbers and saying business is too unpredictable. And and I read that uh, in the annual letter uh, from Warren Buffett on the morning that it was released on a Saturday morning, as I as I do every year. And thought, how can this knucklehead own IBM and complain about companies that manage to the number with their adjusted EPS? Who knew that when he wrote that, that was such a screaming clue that he was selling shares? I mean, I, I don't know when he started selling shares, but I think, you know, one hint could be when he started uh, saying a lot of good things about Amazon, because that's something what he repeated today that, you know, he didn't, uh, I don't think anybody expected. Uh, Amazon and other cloud companies to do so well in the tech area uh, that the legacy companies will struggle so much, which is what I think, you know, part of his uh, his discussion was. How much of this is Warren Buffett? How much of this is some of the investment folks that he has gathered around himself? It, it sounded a lot like him. I don't see, I, I, I don't think it were the other uh, It two. wasn't Todd Combs. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, let me read, read from the 2016 annual letter. Then. I, I, and I, I really honestly read this and thought, it was hypocritical instead of it was a clue. But here's where Charlie, Charlie Munger says, Charlie and I cringe when we hear analysts talk admiringly about managements who always, quote, make the numbers. In truth, business is too unpredictable for the numbers to be met. Inevitably, surprises occur, and when they do, a CEO whose focus is centered on Wall Street will be tempted to make up the numbers. Now, I'm not saying IBM makes up the numbers, but an adjusted EPS number is, by definition, not the earnings of the company. And it is something that IBM has highlighted. If you look back over the last 10 or 12 quarters, IBM's beat every single adjusted EPS estimate that was asked of them, and they have boasted about that in conference calls and press releases. And it's exactly the kind of company that Warren Buffett says we should be wary of. I think, it, you know, I'm not trying to defend Warren here. I think his philosophical discussion was you would always need companies to go out and do some kind of tech work. You know, you know, you will always need technology. But I don't think anybody, or at least in his remarks, that it expected things to change that dramatically when it, you know, people are adopting cloud at a much faster pace. You know, it's interesting because I was just thinking about it. I just pulled up on the Bloomberg um, a story that we did about um, Ginny Rometty's pay and I guess uh, shareholders recently or were asked to sign off on a $33 million pay package. And our story on Bloomberg was that it's probably a lot more than that. I mean, should she be rewarded? You look at this company. You go through the financials. You understand this industry and business. Has she done a good job? See, once again, I would say they are in a very difficult position. And, and you know, to follow up from the point I was making before, they are also a very big player in the cloud. It's not that they are not. They have invested in a lot of these nice emerging technologies. But the problem is they were still the biggest services company before this transformation started to occur. So you have on one hand a very large boat or a very large business that is shrinking. And you have another piece of it, which is a little smaller, and it's growing much faster. But the combination of it, it's still declining. And, And that, I think, is the big message here. And... You know, it might, they might have to figure out a way to accelerate that shift over so that they can start growing again. Do they just sell off the stuff that's not growing? I can they, they do that? They, it's or it's sometimes really. tough because you have long-term agreements and right. you have to maintain those relationships. But what you can do is, you know, buy a few more emerging technology companies or accelerate the way you, you know, or, or even go to your clients and say, I will shift your stuff over mm. and take a little bit of financial hit on it. I think the, the, the core part of it here is, they would have to do something more dramatic than they, they, what they have been doing, uh, doing in the past. 
And while well, finally, I think the Ginny Romney, you know, this pressure for her to make the turnaround happen faster. I mean, you suggested an email that that's going to happen here. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point because, you know, I, I would say with Warren Buffett's support, there were, I mean, the other investors might not have been that vocal about the change of face. Mm. But with that eroding a little bit, I think you could see a lot more investors come out and say, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I mean, that might spur a little bit more acceleration in, in the way that th- things are done. Anurag, 10 seconds. Is this kind of a little bit of a wake-up call perhaps for IBM? It, I think so. I think now, I mean, or I they think, know it already. Uh, I, I think this will bring a little more urgency in the way things are done. All right. IBM shares down about 2.6%. Anurag Rana, he's our senior analyst of software and IT services at Bloomberg Intelligence, joining us right here on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get to Nancy Lyons right now with the world and national news headlines from our 991 studios in our nation's capital. Thanks, Corey. Members of the House are heading out of town after finally passing a health care bill, but that proposal still needs to make it through the Senate before it becomes the law of the land. And Bloomberg's chief Washington correspondent, Kevin Cirilli, says it is facing an uphill battle there. My sources on the Senate side of the Republicans' conference in the upper chamber are telling me that it's going to have to change significantly in order to be able to attract some more moderate senators who, quite frankly, are up for re-election in 2018 in states where uh, Obama Obamacare is quite popular. While the House is taking a one-week recess, the Senate will be working next week and is expected to confirm several of President Trump's nominees, including Heather Wilson to be Secretary of the Air Force and Scott Gottlieb to lead the Food and Drug Administration. Well, it's decision time in France, where voters are electing a new president Sunday. Choice is between Marine Le Pen, who wants the country to pull out of the European Union and restrict immigration, and Emmanuel Macron, who is a political newbie who takes a more global approach. Bloomberg's government reporter Greg Vescusi has the latest poll numbers. Macron was running at about a 20-point lead going into a debate on Wednesday night and coming out of that debate. And depending on the polls, it's expanded quite a bit. He's added about two or three points depending on the polls. So. It, it seems that the, that the the sort of narrowing momentum that some people had expected in the final days is not happening at this point. Well, in sports, at the beginning of the second inning, the Cubs are leading the Yankees one to nothing. Global news, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nancy Lyons.